Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. I am your host, Sarah Heron, and we have a lot to discuss on this Friday episode of Here for the Right Reasons. It's been a little slow in Bachelor Nation, but things are starting to pick up. Everyone is partying together. We have potential couplings. We have potential reunions. We have premiere dates. A lot to unpack. And let's start with those premiere dates because we officially know in two months we will be watching Katie's season of The Bachelorette. Monday, June 7th, 8 p.m., two-hour premiere. Katie's season will be starting. I was hoping for end of May, so it's a little late, but they started late because of math season. Um airing i feel like there was like something wrong there where they aired a little late and then we had the chris harrison of it all so we have a june start which we can get there you guys i have some fun stuff planned for the next couple weeks to keep bachelor nation interested and engaged while we wait till june 7th and then after that we'll have no time to waste because on monday august 16th two-hour launch bachelor in paradise so we knew Bachelor in Paradise was coming back because sources told us we knew casting was happening. We've heard some interesting reports about what's going on behind the scenes. But this is the first time ABC is saying season seven, Bachelor in Paradise, August 16th. Chris Harrison status, unclear. No one knows what's going on there. There was this rumor floating around the internet that Nikki Glazer, the comedian, was going to host Paradise. I don't think that's true, but I'm just throwing it out there in case it is. There's been a lot of Bachelor Nation rumors on Des Moines and blind gossip these last couple days. So there is a lot to unpack, like I mentioned. And without further ado, I mean, we have to talk about Matt and Rachel. The big news of the week, Matt James, Rachel Kirkinell spotted in New York City one month after that tense, after the final rose reunion on stage. So refresher, Matt and Rachel broke up in February while the season was still airing when that whole Old South party passed likes on Instagram, racially insensitive remarks, racism accusations surfaced. He stood by her at the beginning, said he thought they were rumors. Then the pictures came out. They had a conversation. Whatever happened in that private conversation, he decided to pull the plug on their relationship. This was around mid-February. 
Then they didn't see each other for a few weeks. And then they reunited beginning of March on that after the final rose with the manual Acho. It was awkward. You remember watching it. How could we forget? Tense, weird. She was definitely leaning into him a little more. And he was like looking down, couldn't even make eye contact. Just like awkward vibes. How could we forget? So now people were shocked. These, these blurry photos surface on the internet of Rachel. Actually, first, Reality Steve tweeted that they were in New York together. Then these blurry photos surface on the internet of them walking with hoods. And then all the reports start coming out. And everyone, you know, is saying similar things, slightly different. But a source tells us weekly that Rachel was in the city. She's from Georgia. She was in New York City to spend some time with friends. And her meetup with Matt James was purely platonic. Quote, they are not officially back together. She reached out to Matt to see if he would be open to meeting with her. They've been communicating this whole time. And she's been updating him on how she's been educating herself. So that's kind of something that other outlets don't have that Us Weekly source is saying that they have been in contact um, pretty much this whole time. Quote, her feelings for him never went away. She still loves him, but he's hesitant to take her back. Quote, it just seems like he wants to be friends, but she wants to be in a serious relationship. So that was interesting. Then Rachel's out in New York City with girls from the season, including Kit, Chelsea, Abigail, Piper, Kayla. They're making TikToks. They're out. And now there's this anonymous tip going around saying that Rachel was crying Thursday night while out in the city and her and her friends and the girls were like reading her messages with Matt and he might be seeing someone else and she's like devastated. That is unconfirmed. I'm just throwing it out there because I have heard that there's something to that. What that is, is to be determined. I will keep you updated, of course. But basically, unsurprisingly, it seems Rachel wasn't giving up hope on the relationship and Matt is keeping a distance, but wanted to meet up with her. You know, who knows what these conversations they've been having over the last month entail. I hope we find out. Um, I don't know if he was, you know, leading her on or she thought there was a chance or if she's really just trying to win him back or if maybe they really were just trying to like get a little bit more closure since the after the final rose, which usually gives these couples, whether they're together or not, closure on the experience. Um, didn't do that really for them. So I cannot wait to see what happens next with these two. If, um, I mean, Matt made it pretty clear he doesn't want to be dating anyone else. Uh, he wants to focus on his charity and work. I mean, all the statements or source reporting has kind of implied that, meaning someone on Matt's side has, you know, denied that they are together by any means because there's been a lot of references towards like his charity and stuff. I don't know that for a fact, um, but all I know is that Us Weekly says they're not back together. And Rachel is upset about that. So I can't wait to find out what happens next. I, you know, it should be interesting to see when either one of them does any sort of interview reflecting on the process because they both are under contract. So if it did happen, it would probably be with um, a Bachelor podcast, an official one. Not that this isn't official, you know it is. But yeah, I mean, I also want these girls who were hanging out with Rachel maybe to come out and say something because I think it's interesting who you know, is still friendly with her. They all had nice things to say about her in their post interviews. They were obviously, you know, disappointed by Chris Harrison and upset by the whole thing, but all overall seemed to think she was a great girl and were shocked by their breakup. So I just, I need to know more. There was also this sketchy thing on Bachelor Reddit. You know, Bachelor Reddit is a scary place that we have to go into sometimes. And there was this like fan account for Rachel that there were accusations unconfirmed that Rachel's mom was like running these fan accounts for Rachel on Facebook or this group. And then Rachel asked the person who, or asked someone else who was in the group 
to take it down and was like upset with her mom for being involved. I don't know if that's true. And it's kind of confusing because there's all these like screenshots of people allegedly DMing Rachel. But she was saying, you know, she apparently one of these people who were in the group told Rachel that she should put out a statement saying that she doesn't agree with it. And then Rachel did. So that was their like proof trying to say that it was them when she put out that statement a couple days after the finale being like, I don't like this hate I'm seeing towards Matt. That was allegedly something to do with her own mother. I don't know if that's true. Remember, we had her mom do that photo shoot with the son holding the photo and giving all those quotes. It's possible. But I mean, Rachel does live in Georgia. I don't know if she lives with her parents. I know she's close with her sister. She's posted with her sense. Um, who knows? But again, I feel like this is the time will tell situation. We're going to get more answers when someone does their first interview about what went down here. It's kind of like last season when we saw Peter and Kelly all of a sudden hanging out and it took a little while to find out exactly what was going on. But to sum it up, Matt and Rachel in New York City, they were in the same room and they did have some sort of discussion and she allegedly wants him back. I have my doubts. Moving on, Victoria, and remember her, try to forget, she gave her first interview since the show besides that weird Good Morning America appearance. Um, and, you know, nothing too groundbreaking. She was on the Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast and which is a popular Instagram account too. And she pretty much just said that, you know, she was not mean, like she said before, and she she had a good relationship with the girls in the house. And what started airing, you know, they tried to make it seem like they weren't in on the joke or whatever. I don't still don't believe that. I think she's kind of delusional. But this was her quote, she said about Matt, I didn't have like that romantic spark or physical chemistry. Like I didn't feel it. So I was like, quote, okay, let's bring on the queen. Let's have fun with it. That's kind of how it was for me. Um, I kind of don't believe that since she did show up as the queen. I feel as though that was always the plan. It had nothing to do with whether she had a connection with Matt or not. Maybe she would have toned it down if she like they he really liked her. And so she toned it up. But I, I really feel like this was all, you know, just her and her plan. And she turned it on for the cameras. So whatever, Victoria. But she also gave this quote I thought was interesting. Because remember when I spoke to Brie, if you never listened to my episode with Brie Springs from this season after the finale, you should go back and listen to it because Victoria... Brie told me she was blindsided and she thought Matt was going to pick her. And I was, I really liked Brie. I liked Michelle a lot too. And, you know, Rachel was fine on the show. But Brie, Victoria said this of Brie. When I got home, the way it was going, I thought Brie was winning. So even when I was home and people told me Rachel won, I did not believe them for like a month. I was like, no, Brie won. I think they got it wrong. There's no way Rachel's winning. I just thought his connection with Brie was strong. I just thought that was interesting to note because I love asking old Bachelor contestants when they knew the person who won was going to win. Cause a lot of times they say really early. If you listened to Eric from Rachel's season on this week's episode on Tuesday's episode, he said they knew like week one, night one, that Brian was a front runner. Peter was definitely up there. Um, and I love asking bachelor people that question. So I think that, you know, goes to show that Matt did have a really strong connection with Brie and she was justified in saying she was blindsided by her exit. Um, but clearly as viewers, it, we felt like Rachel was the obvious front runner too. I mean, they sh- they showed their relationship a lot more than other relationships on the show, or so it seemed. Last but not least, or no, actually, we have two more little quick stories. I mentioned more Bachelor hangouts. We had Chris Randone, who was you know the one the the one the goose as he called himself. He was married to Crystal, who had her baby this week with another man. I think they're still legally married. They broke up. Uh, last February, and she filed for divorce in the summer around the same time she started dating someone else and announced she was pregnant. She had that child. Congratulations to Crystal. Um, But Chris, meanwhile, is out in Nashville partying with Blake, 
and Chris Bukowski and Victoria Fuller. And it was Kelsey from Peter Season's birthday. That guy Ed was there. Jason from um, Claire and Tasha Season. Spencer from Claire and Tasha Season. Clay Harbor. All in Nashville partying for Kelsey's birthday. And while Dylan Harbor, who loves to spill, uh, stir the pot, stir that pot, was on Twitter tweeting, producers got to be stoked all Bachelor folk are hanging out this weekend. And Chris Randone tweeted back, imagine not being able to hang out with your friends. Then he took to Instagram and wrote, I love seeing people criticize and make rude remarks into other people's lives. It's interesting to see people get triggered and lash out on what someone else is doing when it has nothing to do with them. I spent a shit ton of 2020 in a dark place, alone on a long journey, figuring out not only my life, but processing healing and accepting my new chapter that kept me away from my friends, family, and being sociable. I spent a lot of time alone. He said he was going to live his life and enjoy himself after this hiatus, concluding, if that triggers you, please unfollow me and maybe self-reflect on why you were so angry in the first place. He also reposted an old tweet that said, normalized co-ed hangouts, men and women can be friends and not be hooking up. He seemed to get very defensive over this bachelor hangout in Nashville. I don't think Dylan, who does, like I said, loves to stir the pot, bring up producers on his Twitter account. I don't think he was trying to upset Chris Randone. I think he was making a joke. Um, but Chris Randone took it personally and he tweeted that. The next day they were joking about the Gonzaga-Baylor game being like, is this going to be on Us Weekly? Because they were like fighting about that. So they probably aren't on like really bad terms. But those posts are pretty intense on Chris's part. I think maybe, you know, he has gone through it in Bachelor Nation, his quick relationship with Crystal. Um, he didn't have a great run on Becca's season from what I can remember. And maybe he, you know, has no plans to ever go back to paradise and doesn't want to be like dragged into that. But it's, you know, when, when Bachelor contestants hang out, whether it's in New York or in Nashville or wherever, of course, you're guessing like, is this a paradise thing? Blake said on this very podcast that he knows a lot of people who've been in the DMs, who've been talking. Um, and I think, you know, time will tell. Truth and time tells all, as Justin Bobby once said on the hills. Time will tell if this trip to Nashville caused any drama, if there was any potential relationships or hookups. That'll, they'll come up on the beach. That's one thing we can count on. It always comes out, whether it's years later or a couple months later, we find out on the beaches of paradise. And I, for one, cannot wait until August. Last, Zach Clark of Zach and Tasha, he did some press this week because he was doing a race or something. And he talked to Us Weekly like a month or two ago. There was all this speculation about Zach and Tasha because she wasn't wearing her ring and his mom like unfollowed and refollowed her and the clickbait podcast, which, you know, it was just alleged screenshots or whatever. But there's something to the mom unfollowing the significant other. I'm sorry. I think there's something to that. Zach denied that there were any issues between them, but he did say this quote, naturally it's all for the reasons that people say it shouldn't work because it's so quick and all that stuff. And I hear that, but there's also a lot of reasons why for me, this process does work because when you put the cell phone down, there's no distractions. Your conversations are very pointed and structured. You really give yourself, like for me, I gave myself the opportunity to really explore what love was and what this relationship could be. Coming out of all of that, I think we had a strong connection. And then it's about digging in together and getting to know each other and understanding each other's lives. We're both passionate, driven, busy human beings. And with that, we need to remind ourselves to work each other into it. And we've done that. So yeah, a couple of months after, there were some ups and downs, of course, like well-documented. But at the end of the day, it's all good now. So that well-documented, I feel as though, was a subtle reference to these screenshots. And Tasha not wearing her ring. She said it was being resized. Um, they denied there was any issues, but he also didn't post about her for like a month, which it's so stupid to read into that. But in Bachelor Nation, it usually where there's smoke, there's fire when someone goes quiet on Instagram. 
especially not posting pictures with their significant other, but even more so just not posting at all, it usually means that there's something going on and people read into it. And I'm not saying that's always fair or whatever for these people, but it's it comes with the territory. And I like Zach and Tasha. I It sounds like things are fine now, but um, he's been in New Mexico with her on and off while she's filming Katie's season from what I've seen on Instagram. He couldn't confirm that. He played very coy about it, the whole thing. Um, he wouldn't confirm Blake Moynes was there. He just said that he's a great guy and whoever ends up with her is lucky. He was pretty coy, but I thought that well-documented note was worth reading on the podcast. So I think that's your weekly dose. But like I said, premiere dates, potential hookups, potential reunions, who knows what's to come next week, but we will be breaking it all down on Us Weekly's Here for the Right Reasons podcast. Very exciting guests lined up. So don't forget to tune in, five stars, DM me what you think and keep sending me your theories.